Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. All right, guys, before we get to the podcast, first, I have to apologize for what you're about to hear. Uh, we went to Tommy's hotel to record this, set up the mics, tested them, all good. I forgot to click the button that actually transferred the recording to the microphones and not from the computer. So what you're going to hear actually comes from the computer and not from the mics. It's entirely my fault. I've been uh, pretty sick to my stomach about this all day. Uh, especially sorry to Tommy, who took so much so much time out of his day to record with us. And unfortunately, this is uh, some of the early days of NLU podcast. This is what the uh, audio quality will remind you of. So, uh, again, apologies for that. Hope it's not too detrimental to the listening experience. I know that the audio quality is important. But uh, without further delay, here's our great. It's a great interview. I hope you guys uh, stick with it. And uh, without further delay, here's Tommy Fleetwood. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are joined today by Mr. Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy, uh, we we party with you a little bit after you oh, won in Abu Dhabi, and you said you would come on the podcast if you got an obnoxious amount of tweets from the listeners. How many did you get? Uh, enough, clearly. <laughs> uh, it wasn't too bad, actually, but clearly enough. It didn't take many. Yeah, well, glad we could finally make this happen. Players' Championship Week. A surprise, you we, you popped this on us today. You flew down from Charlotte today a day early. Yeah, I did, uh, because uh, apparently I don't miss cuts. Um, but, you know, I thought we'd do this on a Saturday at Wells Fargo. <laughs> Only a second miss cut in probably, what, a year? There's so, something like that. Well, like you yeah. say, like you informed me, I don't miss cuts, but... Yeah. We, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we walk in here and Tron goes, yeah, you never miss cuts. And it's like, uh, I'm kind of sitting here because I missed a <laughs> cut here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we chatted with you a little bit uh, last year around this time. How much how much has your life changed in the last year? Uh, quite a lot. Um, so, well, yeah, I mean, my golf has changed a little bit or it's just got slightly better, but... Um, of course, things have changed. Uh, I'm growing up uh, quite fast. And um, it's cool. I've got a seven-month-old son. I'm married. Um, and those kind of things, that uh, they change your life. Those things, really. That's what I want to know. How, how much did your celebration change between the Abu Dhabi 2017 win and the <laughs> Abu Dhabi 2018 win? Uh, they were different, yeah. I um, My celebrations kind of stopped after you guys had left <laughs> and I ended up just having a meal and going to bed um, and the year before it wasn't quite the same. I did go to bed but just a lot later and um, with a lot less memory uh, in 17 so things do, uh, they ca- they do change your uh, celebrations for sure. Did you feel a little better than the Monday after though? Yeah I did, I, uh, I was a lot clearer in the head. Uh, a question we love to ask people, when was the last time you paid for golf? I I don't know. Uh, It's kind of a I refuse to pay for golf. Pretty much, that's that's one thing that I just refuse to do. That it it would it just doesn't happen. Um, So if I had to pay, I I probably wouldn't play out out of principle. 
Um, not, not because I'm, I'm professional golfer. I'm just not going to pay for golf. I play every week. I'll do it for fun, but I'm not going to pay. We asked that to Jim Furyk, and I think he said sometime in the 90s was the last time that he paid. Ah, just... probably, it, could, it could be the same. It could be the same, actually, for me. Sometimes in the 90s, but... Um, that was my younger days. Where do you? So you you still reside in England? You're but you're playing like your longest stretch yeah. of your your first real major stretch of golf on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. What have you thought of this kind of three month stretch that you've been on here in the US? I've I've loved it from start to finish. So I played a bit last year. Last year I had uh, that special temporary uh, membership thing where I think it was after. So I did I did well in Mexico and uh, I guess US Open might have been where I. Uh, maybe got my special temporary, but I only played a couple of events like Memorial or um, a couple of those Bay Hill I played. And this year, so I started at Riviera and then played through to the Masters, went over for a couple of weeks and now back out, but I've absolutely loved it. Um, from a, I think, a couple of, a couple of things, I, I think that the different style of golf, um, I found it, I found it more difficult. Um, I found that it's kind of stretched stretched me again in terms of uh, knowing things that I need to improve to compete out here and um, working my way into that. I, it's been great meeting new people again. I mean, I'm, I can't wait to see like the European guys again, but uh, like sit, meeting new people that you that you see play golf anyway because we do watch golf all the time, but. Um, it's just it's been fresher and it's been nice to nice to do all those things and get to know get to know different people and um, what what have you found more difficult? You said you, you said you the PJ Tour. Um, I, more I difficult. think it, it's there's a, there's more emphasis on um, short game out in America. It's tougher. I found it tougher around the greens and on the greens. I, uh, partly there's a lot more Bermuda out here, so there's been tournaments on different grass that we. As Europeans, we don't play a lot of so um, there's been that, and the, the scoring is just that. I don't know a lot. A lot of the courses like Riviera or Honda or Wells Fargo this week, they're that tough that you can't score really well. But then the scoring's good enough where sort of the cuts. It, there's just a really small margin between leading and cut, so everything's just becomes more. Every shot, you know, you can't really give that much away, and um, I have a habit of giving shots away a lot of the time. So it's in, you know, that in that in terms of that, just short game, just different grasses, greens are a little bit firmer and a little bit slopier, and it's just been working hard on that. Has there been anything in particular that you've you've learned in this time period that you're like, all right, now I need to, I need to change this about my game, or this is something I really need to work on? Uh, I think it's just made things a little bit clearer, um, generally. Especially over the last year and a half, my ball striking's been great. It's always been my strength, and um, putting short game is where I can gain the most shots. So, and then you come out and it just gets emphasised a little bit. So it's just made those things a little bit clearer. It's definitely improved me uh, for sure. Um, whatever my stats, I don't look at stats massively. I, I do, um, and I know that they're improving, but I know that it's improved me that that bit more just by being out and it being that that bit tougher how what is kind of the what are the hardest weeks decision wise making out your schedule like the the tournaments that are up against each other between the european tour and pga tour i know you kind of blocked off this stretch mm-hmm. to just play on the pga tour but going through this the rest of the summer 
where were like the difficult decisions or how did you come to the conclusions that you got to to make out your schedule? There's some tough ones in there. Yeah, well, there, there are some tough ones. And this, this, year was, this year was almost easier because it was my first year and I knew, you know what, I'll block these, these three months off. I'm going to come to America. I'm going to really give it a good go, see where we're at. Summer, the Open comes, um, got big events, got Rolex Series in Europe and we'll do that. And then after the Open becomes the FedEx is coming up, isn't it? Then PGA, Bridgestone, FedEx is coming up. So it was quite an easy one, but I think when you so after this year I know there's events that I want to play next year I know there's events that I'm not going to get to go to this year that I want to play um, and I know the schedules all like conflict a little bit so it it's like I don't know it is it is tough and um, probably be something that you look at and uh, make a choice at the end of the year but I think getting your card on the PGA Tour for us it's a European um First thing you're going to do is get the European tour card, but getting a PGA tour card is great and you want to keep it um, and you want to make the most of it now that we can play over here. So it'll be next year will definitely be tougher than this year. This year was kind of easy to set out, um, but knowing that I want to keep playing over here next year will probably get a bit more difficult. Do you have a home base here in the States uh, that you kind of set up for the last like, months? I have. We have close friends that live, they live on the 17th at Bay Hill actually. So. Um, so I stayed with them for I think the, the original two month stretch I had a week and maybe half a week where I wasn't doing anything so I stayed stayed with them in Orlando and I do I like Orlando yeah, one flight from Manchester which kind of doesn't matter how far away you are from home if you're one flight away you feel close don't you um, so that was great but no 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 like base yet we've not thought about getting a place which is something that everybody loves to ask um, but it has I'm like three months into my PGA Tour journey, if you like. So there's a while to go before we decide to do anything. We've got a lot more places to go. We've got a lot more places to go. <laughs> <and> see, <laughs> yeah, right You're on the road so much, it's like, do you, do you need two places to live almost? Like, I know. A place I know. to crash with I mean, friends. It would be like, ridiculous. This year, I think this year and next year will be my busiest couple of years, just settling over here and trying to play more and doing both tours. So... Um, kind of know you're in for like a couple of years of a lot of playing. Do you think, does does your, does the way that PJ Tour schedule is going to go out next year, kind of with the players moving up and things yeah. moving around, from a European tour standpoint and your, like a, your unique position, does it favor you or is, are most Europeans looking at it kind of like, this is, yeah. Because I've heard some rumblings from people just with the PGA bumping up and that it kind of, you know, that yeah, stretch yeah, in yeah. May. I, yeah, I actually think it all, I'm sure it'll work in the European tour's favor. Um, for sure, um, it kind of consolidates it a little bit. More, yeah, it will, right? won't it? And um, yeah, it'll be great. This season finish. When when does this season finish next year? Now August, say or I think, and it's not finalized yet. Yeah, but, but it's, you know, it's going to be like something like that. So um, and then yeah, we're in Europe. We're in our summer months. Come on, come over and play. It's gonna. I think it. I think it'll work really well. And um, the first time anything changes, it's always like there'll be things that people don't like, and there'll be things that people like, but. Um, I'm sure we'll figure it out after a year or so, but I think I think it'll be really good. So in in September of 2016, oh, you, yeah. well, where are we going now? You were the one, <laughs> the 188th ranked player in the world. Uh, that was being generous. Now you, I'm well, I'm not sure where you are now. I think in the top 15 at least now. Yeah. What changed the most in that time period? Uh, I got better at golf. 
<laughs> for sure. Um, I was I was struggling, uh, like leading up to that. I think um, 2015 was where I struggled because before that, so in uh, like mid 2015, I got to the top 50 in the world for the first time in my life, um, and then I started dropping down it, dropping down and struggling. So, um, I, you know, the couple of talked about it a lot really just because it was kind of a faster climb than what I thought it would be coming back but um, the, went back to my old coach Finno, one of my best mates um, he was best man at my wedding uh, he's been caddying now for nearly two years, it'll be in June a couple more people sort of came in that I'd worked with before and uh, and I was sort of in I was kind of in the middle of uh, moving into a new house with my wife now um, and we and we were doing, you know, life was sort of changing. And um, but my golf, yeah, I was struggling. Made a few changes, and there was like a lot of hard work that went into it. But basically, I hit it a lot better now than I did when I was 188. We heard some cool stories when we were in Abu Dhabi talking with your instructor about mm. how. And so, can you kind of walk yeah, us? Talk to you all yeah, <laughs> he's a humble guy, though. <laughs> he is actually. Very- yeah, is, I mean, yeah, he was kind joke. of playing it down like, oh, he's this like you know ragtag driving range pro oh, in yeah. England. Tick up. It's like, like, and we're like, no, <laughs> we kind of did some research on the back end. Oh, it's, like, it's like ridiculous no way, stuff. Man. It's like wherever he goes, everybody loves him, and he's like this yeah. really good-looking guy. It's like, come on, Tom, you just start making us all look bad. Just give us a break. But so, what was that timeline? So, was he your instructor growing up as uh, a kid? Yes. Well, when I first got um, when I first got into an England sort of squad. So that was, I reckon, must have been like twelve. So you got onto this like regional stuff, and he was the coach for. Sorry, what was his name? And Alan Thompson. That's right. Okay. So like northwest of England, he was the regional coach. So um, he was the coach then. My first lesson off off him was then, um, and then we've had like three three stints since then. I think I went on my own for a bit when I got to like seventeen, and I thought I knew better. Um, then got him back. Then. Um, yeah, then I started working with him about three three months before I turned pro, and uh, I got to all number one amateur with him, and then uh, won on tour with him, and then decided I was going to do my own thing again. <laughs> <laughs> the way he told the story, though, was he, he kind of nudged you in that direction, even that he thought... It... Yeah, well, I, th- I think um, at the time, it was... Uh, relationships difficult on, like, in tour life, they just are, and... Um, I think I was kind of, I was, we were pushing something that I wasn't quite getting enough out of and then we just nudged away from it a little bit, like expectations were getting high and what we were working on. It's funny how things just work out like that. It happens all the time. You just can't quite seem to get out what you're trying to do. Fast forward like three years later and I, you know, we do everything that we we were doing before, but more and I get better, but it just at the time and just timing happens sometimes and as long as, um, I think that's when it's really important just to leave on good terms and keep good relationships with people because you always, that's one massive thing I've learned is that you're probably going to end up working with these guys again so you have to do it in the right way when you do split from people and it, you know, for us it worked out. But yeah, we, he kind of, he has a lot of pride in his job and I think if it's not going how he wants it to, he likes to just, uh, you know, he, he speaks his, he, he doesn't let you know, he speaks his mind and he just wants what's best for you. And that last time you went back to him, I mean, it was pretty... It was pretty immediate, right? Like you saw the results. Yeah, it, it, it after, can't, right? yeah. I mean, I so I sent him. I actually sent my dad a text first to ask him what to do because I was in China. 
and like there's not been like much said about it but i had a, a yip at the time with like my driver um and i couldn't keep it on the golf course at all and i was playing this practice round and i thought this is like what what am i doing here this is just ridiculous i'm in middle of china with nobody here can't hit me out i've got no chance of making the cut what's the point and uh anyway i sent tomo a couple of videos because my dad said just he said just text tomo because tomo Someone knows you swing better than anybody, just text him. So I sent him a couple of videos. I asked him first if it'd, it'd be all right looking, and I was kind of, you know, half thinking he might say no here. <laughs> um, but he, he was made up to have a look, and he had a look. So that would that would have been like April time, say. And then um, we sort of started working, and then Wentworth 2016, so that was May, was like my lowest point ever where I was playing the practice rounds. I played a pro-am, and we play this thing, Par is your friend now, so can't make a birdie you just pick up and I think that day I hit 12 tee shots and just walked the rest of the course with my with my playing partners I could I I, I mean it was just awful and, um, and I walked off that pro-am and I thought oh my god I, was, I went you know what I, and Finno actually came to watch so Finno wasn't caddying at the time he comes to watch because he's one of my mates and um see him Thursday morning and he was like how's it going and I said um I was teeing off in the afternoon and I said uh I don't think I'm going to play. I, gonna, I, I can't get it off the first tee. I don't like the first tee shot there anyway. And I said, Finno, honestly, like, honestly yeah, I don't think I can make it off the first tee. And um, and he was like, what's wrong with you? I, I went, listen, I, I can't hit the ball. I'm horrendous. Anyway, I played. First tee shot, I step up and I teed this driver about a millimetre off the deck. I mean, it's it 40 yards into the trees, right? And I was really happy because I didn't top it. <laughs> As, as long as I as long as I got it off the tee and I found it, I was going to be happy. Played horrific and I actually shot like level power or something, which is unbelievable. But Finno said it was the worst he'd ever seen me play. So that was the lowest, and we'd been working together for like a month at the time. And um, sort of from that point, everything had to move forward because it couldn't go any worse. So it had to move forward. Um, so yeah, and then once once we sort of got a little bit of momentum. Um, things started to get a little bit better but it's always difficult your game can come back but when your head's like you've lost so much confidence um it takes a little bit longer for that to come back if you're not sure what to get mom or grandma or the wife this year for mother's day travis matthew apparel is actually here to save the day yes travis matthew is the a leader in men's lifestyle apparel but they do have you covered from now until thursday may 10th any purchase you make at travismatthew.com You'll re- with that purchase, you'll receive an online voucher good for $40 off flowers at the Books Company. Uh, that's right, farm fresh flowers from one of the premier online floral retailers delivered to the mom in your life. Go to travismatthew.com today. Take advantage of it while you still can. I just put an order in for a bunch of new summer stuff. I wear my cruiser shoes pretty much on a daily basis to the point. I wore them ragged, and I actually had to order some new ones, so... Uh, go to travismatthew.com, check out some of their stuff. I promise you'll enjoy it, especially with summer, summer upon us quickly. But for now, let's get back to Tommy Fleetwood. So, so Finno was just a buddy of yours that was he, and did he have any caddy experience before he came on uh, your bag? He caddied for me as an amateur in quite, in quite a few events, but he'd never done it as a pro. Um, but we kind of always, we kind of said if, if the chance comes up, um, like we'll try and give it a go. So it was, it was, it was a risk for him because when I asked him, I was playing terrible. Um, what he was, was he doing? At, he was at working. Day? He was working at the golf club. That um, he was. He's like a pro, like 
part yeah. playing, part uh, you know, handyman around the place. Um, was it Formby Hall? Or yeah, okay. Formby Hall. Yeah. So um, you know, he was perfectly comfy in his job. He probably, you know, he's happier now. I hope. <laughs> but uh, it was a risk for him as well. I was playing terrible, and I just said, "You know, do you want to come do it? Let's do a month and see how it goes." Um, two years later, we're stuck with each other. So <laughs> how's this game? Uh, he thinks it's better than what it is. Um, he played. When did we play last? We played the other day, and he actually played all right. Uh, we played all right at home, but we played Isleworth um, whilst we were in America. And it, I'll tell you what it was. It was the week after the match play, and it decided he was going to copy Bubba's foot action because there'd been a lot of talk of it on the golf channel. And um, Brandel. And it was uh, well, yeah, it was uh, it was Bubba's fault that day why he played terrible because he couldn't use his foot action. So Bubba got like a slating because of his foot action for that. I mean, I mean, Finn is like one of the larger human beings I've ever seen. <laughs> he is. He's really long. He is. Yeah. Is he? He hit it far. Um, he doesn't use his leverage as well as uh, <laughs> as well as he could. Was there a learning curve for him coming on the bag? Was there any kind of funny moments of uh, fumbling uh, around? Actually, for for um, I, th- I think it, it's great doing it as mates because uh, you don't you don't feel as nervous when you're sort of together. And I, I know for the first couple of weeks it was probably difficult for him, and he didn't you know he knows the game. He knows the game of golf, but when you're caddying, it's slightly different. He doesn't know where to stand sometimes or break that bunker or get the pin when you're supposed to get it. So it takes a little bit to get into it, but um, being the big lad that he is and being, you know, how much he talks, he makes friends quick. And uh, we kind of got into it uh, quite quickly, really. So um, not sure how many, I mean, there's plenty of, how many funny stories have we got? Between us, we've probably got a lot, but he, he did he did sort of get into it very quick, and he didn't, um, you know, he never struggled with anything, and basically, he would just asked me, really. It wasn't like he was caddying for somebody he didn't know, so he'd just say, what am I supposed to do here? And I'd say, oh, just do what you want here. Nobody, nobody will tell you what to do anyway, so you're all right. And then at some point, I mean, did the two of you guys just kind of look at each other and say, you believe this is happening? Like, you believe uh, this is... Yeah, I think, um, I think US Open, like... Didn't think much about it second round, but like the last two days, we were, we were kind of. I think we were, we were driving. We, we were driving in on the the morning of, might have been the fourth day, but third day we enjoyed until the eighteenth, and then the last day I think we were driving into Fleetwood Mac, and we were like buzzing <laughs> driving in, and and that, that it was to that day that it was like a year since I'd been caddying, so I thought, oh, well, this is destined. This got this in the bag, um, but yeah, I, th- I think at that point we were like, this is. Uh, year on from where we were, this is uh, pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty drastic. Oh, massively, drastic yeah. Because when when he started, we you know we missed. I think we missed like four cuts in a row, and we got knocked out of the first round of this Paul Lyon match play, and we just had nothing going. So a year on to where we were trying to win a major was pretty pretty big. Did that feel? How different did it feel to be in contention of a major championship versus? I mean, you had obviously won before, but did that feel totally different in that scenario? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and no-ish. I think, to be fair, it was the first time I've been in contention in America, so that was the, that was the biggest difference. Um, and it just kind of, it kind of just came about, and we didn't, 
Um, at no point did I feel sort of struck with nerves or I couldn't believe that we were competing in a major or um, we were literally having a good time and, and doing our best. And I didn't, Sunday I just didn't get off to the start. I wanted to really. I played I had a couple of rope tee shots and missed club and it was just like I had an eight-hole period where things didn't quite happen and there's still a chance to get back into it. But it just... It didn't feel like out of this world crazy that we were competing in a major because I've been on such good form anyway that it. Um, you felt like you belonged out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was happy that you never know how it's going to go. So I didn't win, but um, I felt like made a good showing of myself. More, it, you, you're more proving it to yourself than anything. You're not. Um, I mean, you're playing in front of millions of people for the you know first time. It's world right. TV playing in a major, but. You know, you need to show yourself that you that you have what it takes to. I might, I might never win a major, but um, I know that they won't be down to the sort of me not being able to do it inside of me. It'll just be that I don't play well enough or something. What did you think of Aaron Hills as a test? Was that kind of a golf I course? That, it, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but it's probably not the U.S. Open that you grew up watching on TV. No, I'd true. I've, I've played two U.S. Opens so far, and they've been uh, Chambers Bay and Aaron Hills. <laughs> so I'm yet to experience the full U.S. Open. <laughs> Uh, experience. We apparently. certainly will this year. <laughs> it's going to be a little different so, this year. So um, those have been my two, and um, so yeah, slightly different to what everybody talks about. At some point after, I mean, you like it was a crazy run, kind of spring, early summer last year. At some point, did you think of, hey, I'm exhausted, or I'm, or just you just like kept on going? You went over to Europe the week after. Uh, you finished sixth at the BMW International, and then you won in France mm. the following week after that. Yeah. I mean, at some point, did, did all the travel catch up with you, or, um, or were you just kind of riding a six-month yeah, adrenaline? I kind of uh, rode the wave a little bit. I, at the time, I think US Open, Germany, France, I was playing like the best golf that I'd ever played at the time, so um, things, I mean, the game, game, just sometimes it just feels so easy, and then sometimes you feel so far away from being able to win a golf tournament, it, and you can't, you kind of just gotta get used to that. Um, like this week, this week was one of them for me. Feels mm -hmm. so far away from. Felt like I played okay, but I shot six over, and there's guys there shooting nine under today. Um, like I feel so far away from being able to do that, and I don't understand why. But um, weeks like the French Open, felt like I couldn't lose. Um, the opposite end of the spectrum of golf, I guess, and they all. <coughs> all just comes as part of it but I yeah massively rode that wave towards the end of the year towards the end of the year I was probably getting tired um but I couldn't have a I couldn't really have a week off because I was trying to win the race to Dubai um and then you were and then you, and then you had a kid <laughs> exactly yeah so I had to I had a so when I had to baby I was just about to say when did we have to baby that I didn't know that it was 28th of September um and uh, I, I literally went straight out to play. And I'd had six out of seven weeks off. I played in Switzerland where I, where I missed the cut. And it was no surprise, really. I was kind of hanging around waiting for a baby to pop out at that point. <laughs> but I, li I literally went straight out playing after he'd been born. Um, and that's like a long time on the road again. But I was sort of, then I was kind of buzzing that I just became dad. So adrenaline was going and I was, I was absolutely fine. I'd, I'd, I'd had a nice... I'd had a nice rest, um, but then towards the end of the year, I was getting kind of, I was getting kind of jaded towards the end of the year. 
these guys are gonna make fun of me for bringing up the Ryder Cup this early, but okay, winning it, winning it, that I, I think French it's Open, time, it's time, yes. It. That's why I'm asking. So winning at that course, does that get you uh, even more fired up for to potentially likely being on the the Ryder Cup team this year? Um, does it fit your games in particular, or well, is it just a hot week? It's funny you mention that because um, before that, I'd not played the French Open for a couple of years because I'd missed the cut four times in a row <laughs> around there, and um, I sort of there was no reason I'd missed the cut by like one three out of four times and I kept doubling last, kept knocking in the water on the last. So um, this last year just happened to be different. I was a lot more confident and my game was in a different place. Um, kind of don't need extra motivation to be in the Ryder Cup team, but I would love to go there. And um, yeah, I, th- I, I just think, especially this year, for some, I think the standard of the American team and the European team um, I think it's just going to be such an amazing Ryder Cup, this one coming up. And, um, yeah, to be part of it, just at this, at the sort of position golf's in at the moment and the players that have been in to be in the Ryder Cup this time would be brilliant. Yeah. And talking to some of the European tour guys that have said that if they don't make the team, they're going to attend as fans. Like, it's, it's, that, it's that exciting. But do you have you got have you been involved I guess in any part of the process have you guys started talking about potential pairings or have there been team meetings of any kind or anything? Like, so uh, Thomas is do I call him Thomas or Captain? I don't, I don't quite know yet. Called him far worse than he does. <laughs> um, he he's been very like upfront and he's been very around and talking to people. He's he's been really on it and he's been great since he's been appointed captain. He's been great. Um, Players constantly know where they stand, and um, yeah, he's, ta- he's definitely been talking about it, and he's clearly got stuff in mind. I think the Eurasia Cup, um, you know, that was him testing out some stuff, and um, it, it can it can all change. Right. change kind, but I think there's no like, there's nobody that I, I, you know, nobody. It's no parents that I think not anybody would be displeased with um, whoever's in the team. So um, it's going to get interesting with the, yeah. with the final captains picks and yeah. stuff. The way the points list mm-hmm. breaks out and the world points and like they're just looking at the list and it's there are going to be some names. So it's a good problem. So for you guys. difficult to get into. Oh. Um, and like, I've, I've thought that when people have asked about it, it's clearly the standard of golf is so high at the moment. Um, just for me on a personal level, I have to have in the, the greatest year of my life by a mile and winning the race to Dubai. Um, still not guaranteed to be in that team. I still got to keep playing well. So when I look at it for myself, I just think, how how good is how good is the standard at the moment of golf that you know that you just you're having such an amazing time and you still nowhere near being safe. You just got to keep going. Uh, it's a good problem to have, and I think. The U.S. team's I think has improved, but the European team has improved yeah. dramatically since 2016. So I want to see Levy on the team. <laughs> seems like he's as long as he's not in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> no, it'll be great. It'll be great. I think he might kind of somewhat thrive in that environment. Yeah, on this, not a shy guy. Um, all right, so we talked a bit about your rise from you know being around 200 ranked player to where you are yeah. now. What are some of the best benefits that come with like your current stature in the game? Do the courtesy cars get nicer? Does it, what, what are, yeah, I yeah. had a nice Mercedes last week, actually. Yeah. I had to wait like half an hour at the airport for it, but I got a nice Mercedes <laughs> out of it. 
and then I, and then we but the only problem was I, I missed the cut and then like wanted to pack up and leave and then the car wouldn't start and they were, they were devastated actually they thought it was fine I was like it's fine just to, just you know get me back somehow um, it just summed up the day um, benefits get good tea times um, play the tiger with the masters. As I say, do you it, getting into some of these feature groups? Does it change the way, like the way your Thursday Friday rounds go? Uh, I don't change them, but it's nice sort of being in those like those situations, and um, yeah, it's been you just it's, playing with Tiger the Masters was it's just about as cool as it gets for a golfer, isn't it? It's not, was that the first time you you'd played with Tiger? First time I played with him, yeah. Um, kind of sensed it was coming at some point, but. His return to the Masters was quite a heavy one to go in head first. I enjoyed it. Um, How talkative was he during the the Thursday yeah, Friday? Yeah, we had we had like a couple of we had like a couple of good uh, couple of good chats and that. And um, did you know each other before that at all? Had you yeah, met? Yeah, well, the first time we properly met, said hello a couple of times at events, but I'd not been around in America until fifteen, seventeen, that kind of thing. And then um, his tournament last year. Um, at the Bahamas when we played that was the first time I, we'd properly met and talked a little bit and got to know each other so uh, and then we've seen each other around this year whilst we've both been playing so um, you yeah, you weren't around for the early parts of his career but he's a lot more talkative it seems like these days yeah, than he was I, back I, in I, that I day that. yeah I mean he, yeah he probably wouldn't have talked to me as an eight-year-old kid when he was in his pomp or something but um, <laughs> uh, yeah he's, he's, he's great and I absolutely I, I loved playing with him just he was if I if I'd never met him and I didn't know who he was, I played golf with him. I'd have walked off and I said, you know what, I'd love to play with him again. He was so easy to play with. Um, you know, talks now and again. Oh, he'll talk if you want to talk. Get some of his own game. He played fast um, and he's good. Um, so it was it was great, really. Just on the like the, the first hole, sort of the first experience of it. We walked to the we walked to the first tee and the atmosphere was absolutely buzzing. It was his it is his return, isn't it? Three years have gone. And he comes back, and it was like, this. This is proper atmosphere on the first tee. I thought the buzz was for Leishman. <laughs> not me. Sure, it's not no, for not you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and um, play play down the first, and he. I've got this three foot up a par, and Tiger puts this long foot up and taps in. Ninety percent of the crowd have just done a one hundred and eighty degree turn and just gone off to the second. Whilst I've got this three foot, and I thought, oh, come on, is this going to be all day? But it wasn't like that at all. I just thought we were in for one of them rides, and uh, it was great playing with him. And I think sixteen, he um, day one, he held a putt for a two, and it was like the biggest. It was like the biggest roar. Um, me and Leishman like looked at each other. Cool. <laughs> and um, and uh, I, 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 I had a putt after him, and I, I'm not minding, but that's not part of the story. Uh, but I walked to the edge of the green, and I said to Tiger, I said. Did your put go in? And he's like, mm. kind of sounded like it did. <laughs> That's like school. But then on that same green, I think it was the next day, and we were stood there on the 16th green, and Tiger's just stood waiting to put, and he stood leaning on his putter, and I'm mesmerised by this sky, and I'm looking at it thinking, oh my god, there's so much history in this putter, and um, not knowing where to ask, can I touch it or something? And then, anyway, when I've come out this days. And I've turned around and Finno stood there and he's just doing exactly the same thing, just staring at this putter. And we're both looking at this putter that's won all these tournaments and 14 majors. 
And um, he clocked me looking at him and he was like, oh my God, this is butter. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was it. So it still has, a, he still had, definitely has like a presence about him oh, yeah. playing with him and yeah. it affects you. Okay. I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me, but just kind of interesting to hear like yeah. that perspective while still, you're in I still the, like to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> just hear that perspective while you're, while you're playing next to him. Did you, is there anything like you kind of picked up from the way he plays Augusta or a little, like, did you learn much from him seeing how he navigates around that golf course? And he didn't have his best week, but. No, he didn't, he didn't have his best week. I think he didn't play great. Um, but I, I think just watching him, it's difficult sometimes when you're concentrating on your own game and Augusta isn't the kind of place where you can just switch off for a couple of balls and watch Tiger Woods sure. have, have a knock. Um, but I, he never, he just, he might not be playing like he was in 2000, say, but he still doesn't give anything away. Like he's still right on it. He grinds it out. Um, I loved that still has that confidence in his ability and he still plays shots that, you know, he plays to win. Um, and I, yeah, I really, really sort of enjoyed sort of watching him do that. And obviously the first time I've ever seen, seen him play. So that was like just the stuff that I took away from that. Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, er, er, Ernie was like my hero. And I went to a clinic when he was, not when he was, when I was eight and it was at Wentworth and I went to a clinic of his and um, remember, I, it was like an Adidas thing, and we got a T-shirt for it. And he he had a picture with me, and he chatted to me for a little bit. And so Ernie had always been. I wanted to copy his swing, and um, he'd always been like my hero. And then when I met him, he was great. And when I turned pro and I played with him, uh, I played with him in Dubai, I think, years ago, and he was brilliant to play with. But last year, Claire was pregnant at the time, and we were in Germany. And we had this dinner, this like BMW dinner, and there was uh, me and Claire, a couple of people from BMW, and Ernie and his and his wife, and um, just before, like when, when we got drinks, just before we ate, Ernie stood up and he did a toast to uh, to say good luck with the baby and everything. You know, here's the unborn baby. Hope everything's good. I didn't really say anything at the time, but I got in the car and I was like clearly beaming. And Claire's like, "What's wrong with you?" I mean, no idea what's just happened. <laughs> and I said, Ernie, he's my hero, and he's just like made a toast to my unborn baby. God, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And uh, so Ernie's like still a legend in my eyes. And then obviously Junior Golf Tiger was in his prime, so I grew up watching him. But it was kind of Ernie was my original. Hmm. Uh, I'm curious. So w- with Nike getting out of the equipment business, you you hung on to that Nike driver for a really yeah. long time. Do you still c- carry Nike clubs in your bag? Irons I've, got, or, I've got Nike irons and yeah. the Nike fairway ones. Um, Why are you, are you just, it, it's a right fit for you and just well, don't want to get rid of them? I've, so they were, I mean, they're the irons from years ago as well. They're not even the right irons that they did. Um, but I, so when, when Nike made the announcement was late 16 and um, I was just getting, my game was coming back. So I, I said, you know what, I'm not going to, I don't even want to contemplate trying to change anything because I'm on my way back to playing well here so let's just stick with what we've got and um, we'll just make our decision now playing the Nike clubs and that's it don't want to try anything don't let anybody like try and tell me to try anything um, I think I, I, I've used a different putter every week for about seven weeks but irons were staying the same <laughs> woods. Um, and then at the end of the year I didn't touch a club for like a month come back out so I haven't touched a club I've practiced and then one in Abu Dhabi and I was like well can't change clubs now. Just one for the first time in three years. Um, so then I stuck with them, kept playing really well, and I was having my best year of my life. 
um, and I just couldn't couldn't change, couldn't do it. And then I changed driver uh, just because I thought I'm, you know, I'm going to have to change something here. Um, changed driver and I took um, I took it out. I think my first event with it was the Dunhill, so St Andrews. I thought it's the widest course <laughs> in the world. I might as well try a new driver on St Andrews and I'll be all right. And that's literally the only club I've changed. Callaway wedges. I changed to them. Um, we went to Hong Kong at the end of the year in 2016 and when we got there I put the Callaway wedges in the bag and I thought I'll try them this week, I'll just practice with them, might use my Nikes but I'll try them anyway, we got there and I'd forgotten to bring my Nike wedges so I had to change to Callaway <laughs> wedges, um, did well with them so I just put them in and um, and that was how that went uh, but the irons, I've got a new set of them Nike irons now, they've just been made um, so they'll still make equipment. Well, the, the guys that used to work, so Mike T and a bunch yep. of the guys, they've got their own company now called Artisan Golf, and they just happened by chance to have a set of my old heads, made them up for me, um, shipped them off, and I've put them in the bag since, and they've gone in now. So um, my last set of irons kind of bent a little bit from wear at the hosel, so then I was forced to change, but I got this new set, so they're just they're just staying in. But I have been I've been trying stuff, and I'm. It's like you're so close, but it's so it's so difficult to change, especially when you've had things had clubs for so long. I mean, I've got that irons now. That's six years and counting that I've used the same irons, the same heads, the woods I've had for two years. Just gets more and more difficult to change. <laughs> more mental than anything. Too, yeah, right? exactly. Look, yeah, you're um, just looking down. Yeah, I mean, fairway woods are finicky, but you, you can get something close, but it's still so so difficult. And I mean, you're not gonna. You're not going to walk out to Sawgrass this week with a brand new set of woods and going to feel the same as the ones you've had for two years. It's just difficult to find the timing. It was funny. I was playing with a guy that played some web.com tour today, and he cracked his driver oh, today, so, so and he was devastated. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you could just pop a new head on there. He's like, no, 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 no it's no, no. not the same. No, it does not. I feel his pain. And he's talking <laughs> about, like, it feels different at impact or, like, <laughs> on my downswing, I can feel the crack. And this, I was like, all right, you guys are off. I know that you guys are operating on a totally different level than we are. But that's that's pretty brutal. Um, growing up in Southport, uh, how bad? And I think we kind of talked about last year going into it. How bad was the media blitz going into the Open Championship <laughs> last year? Yeah, it was it was a big one. It was it was like for for a couple of weeks before, whenever I was at home, because I, I went to have a couple of practice rounds there. My mum and dad still live in Southport, and I still got friends there. But there's like these posters up on these lamp posts, and it was me. I was like, oh, it's that. Um, <laughs> And uh, it was just, it, it was just a, it was. You knew it was coming. You, I knew it was coming, yeah. but it was, um, it was pretty crazy. And I think that I got really, really nervous on the Wednesday of the tournament because I walked onto the tee and Wednesday was the busiest day it had been. And it was just for a practice round and it was like packed. Um, and people, you know, I had people clapping me onto the tee and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. So, um, that's where we heard a lot of, come on, Tommy Ladd. Oh, a lot like, of Tommy Ladd chants. Yeah, I play, who did I play with? But Henrik, that's all he calls me. I remember Stenson just called me Tommy Ladd. Maddie Kelly was in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we played with him, didn't we? Yeah. And, um, we, whenever you pop up on TV, still these, this, to this <laughs> day, we say, Tommy Ladd. So, come on, Tommy Ladd. <laughs> it, it was pretty mental. And obviously, Thursday was like the biggest come down ever uh, when I just played horrific and shot six over. And there was. It was just there was like a really like shitty article in 
one of the papers by like a reporter that had proper slagged me off for playing bad and I'd done an interview where I said I didn't feel like I played that bad I just made some terrible errors and um, anyway it's just really crappy article I can't remember his name now but um, I didn't I didn't enjoy that what did the article say then uh, just that I'd like blown it and it you know it was too big for me and then I was trying to say that I didn't play that bad and it was like you know telling me to get a grip and stuff and it was just um I'd actually never experienced like a bad article about me before, so <laughs> hopefully I don't have to experience it too much. But um, anyway, so it was like a it was like a really big week because all of a sudden um, I was like the poster boy for the open, and it was at home. And then um, Friday, you know, till the day that I finish playing will be one of the best rounds I ever play. Um, it was such a big thing to make the cut, and it was a horrific weather shot under oh, par. Right. I think there was only like four rounds under par all day. Um, so that was that was massive, and then the Saturday I was playing with Justin Rose, and we were out at say we were out at nine thirty, but the gates open at nine. The leaders are out at like three, so everybody coming in, they wanted they were watching our group, and it was like ten deep for about the first nine holes, and that was the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. Um, and yeah, it was it was just a it was just a crazy week all round. Um, like schools sort of sending me messages or posters in schools and it was it was it was it was an amazing experience for that and especially a year ago when I played the open at Troon and I again that was at the time where I was really struggling and we, we just had that kind of period where sort of every tournament we were like oh a year on and we've got this a year on look where we are now um, and yeah it's something that will be special forever um I'd have loved to, I'd have loved to have played better and just sort of had like a chance or something coming down by like the back nine or on Sunday, but it wasn't to be. But it was still amazing. A lot of tipsters didn't didn't stretch too far to say you won in France and then oh he's from Southport he's going to be a favorite for the Open. I was like I looked at it, it as kind of like if anything it might be a distraction I think, but uh, I mean it's not like you grew up playing Royal Birkdale. I mean you played there some, but it wasn't your yeah, home no, course. I, I think. You're, you're allowed like one round a year around there, right? Um, and that's if you're playing with somebody that's a member there. So I, um, it's it's really difficult wow. to get on there. And, that's stingy. But, but yeah, um, form be all where I'm a member at is like the only Parkland course in, right. in, in the town. <laughs> so um, everybody thinks I'm like this amazing links guy, and I play at the only Parkland course in where I go up. But um, I've played it enough. I've pumped, I've played it more than most people in the field, but it wasn't like I had all this local knowledge. Right. Where are your, some of your favorite places to play in, in that area? Uh, Hillside's amazing. Um, I would like they give me membership there as well, so I love that. Um, we've got that. West Lanks is where Finno's a member, so we go there and play. Um, one of my best mates is a member at Hoy Lake, so we go there and play. Um, Lytham is just down the road from there, but Lytham, I've always found that too hard. And, you know, it's not enjoyable to play a course that hard just for fun. Two hundred and fifty-two bunkers, something oh, like that. Just, yeah, we yeah. went in March of last year and played just, all those. It just kills you. Oh, I think West Lanks was my favorite. Did we, you like it? Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll let Finn on. I feel love that. Like, oh, we've been hitting we hit him up. So next time we're there, we're gonna we're gonna go out to West Lanks. It'll, it'll be that. It'll be that. That we'll place. Probably have that week off from Caddy. Just I think we also had the nicest weather you could possibly. We no, that makes it as well, yeah. it? And like you know, like we were raving about Oil Lake, and everybody we talked to was like, "Yeah, it's it's like this maybe three days a year." Yeah, <laughs> yeah those days you got a beer afterwards just to sit and enjoy the sun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that 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 whole area of golf courses is it doesn't come to the top of people's mind like from the states. And I know that American travelers go there, but they think. 
Scotland and they think Ireland when doing an international yeah, trip. But Southport as a town, it's like and just that stretch of coast is unbelievable. You don't, you're not really going to get anywhere better than that. In, in yeah, you can throw a Europe. yeah, you can throw a blanket almost yeah. over all those courses and enjoy. Do you it. feel like you play well in adverse conditions and bad weather because you're because you're from there? Um, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, it, it doesn't like bother me if it's terrible weather. Mm-hmm. Um, still, certain shots that I'd like to be better at. And you kind of you kind of lose practice at it when you come out and play on tour because you don't actually get horrendous conditions that much. So you kind of lose your feel for it. But um, yeah, I, I generally like it. The tougher the conditions, I, I like it just um, because it it can rule a few guys out and it just makes it that that bit more difficult. And if you're up for the challenge, you're better off. Help me help us remember the hole we were with you in Abu Dhabi. I think it was the 16th hole of the of the final round. Back into that wind, the, the shot you hit on Sunday. Into Do you remember that? Oh, the five iron. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know where it had gone. But I knew yeah, it was like somewhere that was that, five. we were watching you stand over the shot. Like, all right, this is this is tough, and you just wailed on a five iron. Yeah, you and Finno were. I'd, I'd love to have watched it. Yeah, but I couldn't see it. <laughs> that, was a, that was one of the better shots. I've, I've <laughs> yeah. seen. I was happy with the putt. I was just happy the putt went right real far at that point. Back nine thirty to win. So was that that win? Was that kind of? I mean, obviously you're going out and expecting to win, but. Honestly, is that was that surprising at all to to go out after not having touched a club for a little bit? And... Yeah, I mean, when it was yeah, so like, um, I, yeah, I'd never done that before, um, kind of. But I, I don't know. The last two years I've turned up to Abu Dhabi, I felt like I've been hitting it okay, and I've had sort of a few days practice and felt like I'm really close. And it just so happens that I've turned up and played played really well, and um, it. Again, it's a course where I think the first, say my first four times or five times I played it, I made the cut once, missed the cut a bunch of times, and um, I win in 17, and I turn up this year, and I just feel like the course really suits me all of a sudden when I've not been able to see a score around it for ages. So um, this year, this year was weird because I never defended a title before. I never turned up as defending champion, and kind of feels like it's your trophy you don't want to give it back um well, plus you had you had not only that you had all the media stuff for yeah for, yeah. for, for winning the race to dubai yeah. as well. oh yeah it was it was, it was, it was, a, it was yeah. an amazing week yeah um got that players player of the year which that was that was really cool loved that um and yeah so it was, it was like a busy week and i just sort of got through i was just playing really well first two days um Again, I played with Dustin and Rory. Um, when am I ever going to get a better three ball in my life yeah. than that? Um, and I, I just really, I really enjoyed that. It was my birthday on the Friday. Um, Rory brought you a cake. Rory, I've, not, I've still not seen that cake since he gave it. <laughs> he, he took it, get... he took it back, and then I've not seen it since. Um, and uh, it was, just, it was just one of them weeks, and then. Um, yeah, got really hot. The one, the one, the one thing about it that's kind of a little bit of a downer is that um, generally, on any time it's shown like a European tour advert now or like something about the tournament, it's got my swing on the 18th in a three wood, and it was like a fat duck up into the grandstand, and that's the one swing that they show from that tournament. We have a slow motion version of it. <laughs> yeah, trust me, you don't want to see no. it. No, it's not good. It's like this horrendous little three-year-old toey fat hook that was like <laughs> devastating. 
Um, I know, I, I know, I'm sure you've told the story a lot of times. I don't think I've ever heard it. And I know a lot of our listeners have, but, or have not, but I want to hear, how did you go? How did you meet your wife? I want to hear like the genesis of your guy's relationship and, and, uh, and how that came she about. Tell, she tells it better than me. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, basically she was, um, she was an agent. She worked for, um, a management company out, uh, she was like, um, but yeah, she worked for an agency and um, so she was out on tour a lot and um, we kind of got to know each other through that. Just, you know, you get to know people, don't you? Um, and anyway, I, I flirted with her a lot, to be fair. I put in a lot of like one-liners, <laughs> uh, which you just thought I was joking. But any, um, anyway, eventually, uh, it just so happens that I signed with the company um, not because of her she recruited me but uh, her looks weren't part of the deal that wasn't why I signed I signed because it was like, it seemed like the best idea at the time and um, I think just then as, as time grew on and we actually spent more time together we um, I mean I'd, I'd already made it clear that she was very hot but she'd never really returned that feeling <laughs> to me and um it just it just happened. The more time we spent together, sort of, we ended up falling for each other. Um, you know, long long story short, she finally caved in. I managed to woo her, and um, uh, you know, she she now just works. For, she's my agent now, um, and we're separate from everything. Got married, had a baby, and uh, yeah, kind of finished things off. But that that was it. It was just from from tour life, really, when you meet people and you're talking and. Um, I mean, eventually, those must have said a one-liner that worked. <laughs> I would say it's got to help to have somebody that understands every cycle kind of of what you do, right? And kind of yeah, is familiar exactly. with process and um, everything. I mean, it's yeah, and there's nobody that I would trust more on the planet. And she, you know, she looks, she looks after everything. And she's got a lot of experience in sport. She worked for motorsport for eight years before golf. Um, so she's very good at the job as well. But... Um, yeah, keeping things very close, close knit. Um, it's just, it's great, and it's, I mean, it's something that's very rarely done, um, and it's just nice. It's just nice to have that. Really, everything's just under one roof. Cool. Got a few grab bag here before we before we wrap up, but we want to hear about you. Want your first win was the 2011 Kazakhstan Open. Oh, you took the word out. Let's that one. Tell us about Kazakhstan. What's that like? It's great. Yeah? Because if you win there, I'm sure. Are you playing at altitude? Is it, is it high? No, I don't even remember. Was it high? I know it's the largest landlocked country in the world. Uh, yeah. So if you want a fact on Kazakhstan, then I've got it for you. Um, it, was, it was actually, it, it's where we were. Um, it was an amazing hotel. Course was brilliant. And that's about all that we really saw Kazakhstan, we didn't go out exploring, not really knowing at the time what was going on, but it was cool. I mean, how long did you play on the, on the challenge tour? Just a, just a year. I, I, um, so when I turned pro in 2010, I got like five invites on the challenge tour. Late on, I got a challenge tour card from that. Went to Q school, missed the cut at second stage, um, and then had a year on challenge tour. Um, and just, you know, kind of obviously winning. If you win Kazakhstan, that's like, winning three tournaments on the challenge tour it's like the major there so um i just happened to pick a good one to win and then got my card through that what was your what was the craziest place you went with the challenge tour uh colombia it's gotta be colombia like the first so the first three events of that year you went india 
which is amazing. And then there's like a month off when you go to Colombia. Uh, wasn't as amazing. <laughs> and then you have a month off and then Kenya is the next one. So those are our first three events that year on that challenge. So. Wow. Uh, what is your favorite stop to make worldwide? Well, I, it is St. Andrews. Um, just love the place. I love the course and I love the town. I know it's like, it's very close to home and there could be like a lot more like places you could pick, but St. Andrews for me is just as good as it gets. I love it. What PGA Tour event or events are you, and it may not be on the schedule this year, but for future years, which ones are you really looking forward to playing? Uh, Colonial, yeah. for sure. Um, I played the course uh, like in winter one year, but I, you remember in Fort Worth, the oven used to be there when it was Nike, mm-hmm. so I'd been there and I visited. Colonial is definitely one that I want to play. Um, and there's a lot. I think Pebble Beach... I really want to go to next year and play on that on that coast. So um, there are a couple right at the front of my mind. You played in the 2009 Walker Cup at Marion. Yes. Had you played much in the States at all leading up to that? Um, that was my first trip to America, I think. What did you think oh, of no, that? second game? trip because I played the Jones Cup at Ocean Forest. Okay. And um, we weren't used to that kind of golf. <laughs> like, um, struggled. Struggled big time on that. Just um, So we play... So amateur stuff for us, we play so much links golf and um, being short-sighted just isn't really a thing for us in links golf. It's never been a, a big deal to us and all of a sudden uh, you miss it in the wrong spot and you're absolutely dead um, and it just took time for us to get used to that and um, we were playing against a strong American team and we got, uh, we got our asses kicked. <laughs> What uh, I'm curious as to this is the longest stretch you've spent in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. These last three months. What have uh, is there anything from a, just an overall cultural perspective of the state that surprised you, or what? What do you find kind of unique about American culture? I I, I love the enthusiasm from the people, from you know, just as as a not just a golf tournament um, aspect. I love the positivity and the enthusiasm that just you know is around. Um, there's a lot of Starbucks. Um, you got you got one right now. I, just, I know, yeah. I just had to have. A, I needed a shot just before I came in here, so I could give you my best. Um, and uh, I, I think those are the main things for me. And I really, I, I do actually really like that side of it. And um, I know there's like a thing about uh, drink at golf tournaments at the moment, but I, I, I love it. Yeah. Late on a Friday afternoon, getting with the crowd going, I, I enjoy it. Oh, in Abu Dhabi, that seven, that brunch Friday. Brunch Friday. Oh my god! That they. Brunch Friday is something that everybody should do. <laughs> we next, if we ever go back, we aren't doing media thing that day. We're doing no, brunch singing, Friday. We're singing me happy birthday on the seventh. That's right. Brunch Friday. We went over there thinking it was going to be, you know, we're going to the Middle East. It's going to be maybe dry. Opera, yeah. Not yeah, much alcohol. No, no, no. Oh my! I was mind blown. Yes. That, yeah. Brunch Friday. All right, Tommy, thank you so much for the hour. Glad uh, people harassed yeah. <laughs> harass you enough that, uh, that you came on. So, uh, we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can keep going if you got more. No, we won't take up any more of your time. Really appreciate it, though. Glad we can make it happen. And uh, best of luck this week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yes! Yeah! I mean, that's... Better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!